Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. Most amount of boundaries ever in a test match. Daniel Norcross are like that on the way out the box. There's never been a test match with more boundaries. Can you believe it? What an extraordinary five days it's been here in Nottingham. Last ball in the bolt over to Stokes on 71. Four to win. And Stokes slaps it away for four three points. Of course he raced it with a boundary. The captain in style, unbeaten on 75. England win by five wickets. And they do it with 22 overs to spare. This is an England team reborn and revitalised under the leadership access of McCullum and Stokes. And it's only fitting that the captain does it just like that. Three fours in and over. Wow. Well, it uh, makes the hair stand on the, uh, on the back of your neck if you're a Brendan McCullum fan. Um, because uh, whatever he's done, he appears to have uh, taken a, a bit of a cricketing rabble uh, into world beaters all of a sudden. When I say world beaters, they've beaten the uh, current world test champions twice in a row now. Uh, joining us uh, to uh, discuss what happened uh, throughout the test match in particular uh, overnight is uh, former Black Caps coach uh, Mike Hess, and of course he's also the operations boss too for Royal Challengers Bangalore. Hess back in the country, which is the good side of it for you, but man, uh, I don't know if I've seen a run chase of that nature achieved that easily. No, good morning, Smithy. Yeah, I, I think it's probably a fair reflection. Uh, I think when uh, Trent Bolt whacked a couple of boundaries at the end of our innings, I think 299, we always thought would create a bit of a run rate pressure, but it certainly never did that. Um, the win with 20 overs to spare, even having been four for four for 80 odd um, in the chase, they certainly never took the foot off the hammer. And Johnny Besto was just exceptional. They wouldn't have done this uh, under the previous coach administration. I wouldn't have thought of maybe even the one before that. I, I'm pretty sure they would have protected uh, at four at four for they would have protected a one nil series lead rather than gone to two. Yeah, without without any doubt in the world. I mean, you could see, um, I think once New Zealand took Joe Root's wicket, um, you know, in many instances in the past, I think England even three down would have potentially shut up shop or, or even just tried to set the game up for the last hour where, you know, they had to do something extraordinary. But rather than doing that, I mean, Johnny Bairstow, he was obviously sitting next to Bears before he went out. Um, he, you know, he, he played the way that he plays in white ball cricket. And I think that's what, uh, if conditions allow, that's certainly what England want, and they want that style of cricketer and someone who can take the game away from anyone. And uh, you know, I think that'll give him a whole heap of confidence, along with Ollie Pope. I mean, both of them came into this Test match under a fair amount of pressure, with the likes of Harry Brook in the background. And, and we know how fickle the England selectors have been in the past in terms of rotating guys around. But boy, both those two were outstanding. 
Not often you score 550 batting first and lose a test match. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing, Smithy. Often you, you get those runs in the, in the back pocket and you go, oh, well, hopefully we don't have too long in innings. Or, or you're even thinking about um, do you want to pull out before that so you can give your bowlers a rest um, and, and have to bat for a period of time. But I think the speed that England scored those runs, you know, scored over you know, 500, over 500 and 128 overs, um, and the first and just showed what a good surface it was and also showed the fact that, that they were never going to back down. They weren't going to just try and secure the draw. Uh, they're always looking to try and win the game and, and that's certainly a nice way to play the game. Fifth wicket partnership. I, I know you've probably run, run your uh, finger across some of these numbers, but this, this I find quite uh, unbelievable. Ben's, Bairstow-Stokes partnership lasted just 20 overs. They scored 179 yeah. runs in those 20 overs at 8.95 runs per over. Now, okay, I, I take my hat off to Bearstow, and sometimes you just got to do that and say it was your day, we couldn't do anything about it. But could we have? Oh, I think it goes back even further than that, Smithy. I think as soon as Jameson got injured uh, in the first innings, the, obviously everybody else had to pick up the slack a little bit. And the fact that Trent Bowles was bowling a 50th over at the end of the Test match in you know, about three and a half days uh, took its toll. And you could see the potency of, of our three seamers start to wane as the Test match went on. And, and probably to add it to that, you know, when England were four down, or just before they were now three down, you know, Bolt bowled a, an eight-over spell and Henry, uh, Henry bowled a nine-over spell. Now, that, that sucks it out of you and doesn't give you the chance to be able to come back with any energy. And, um, you know, the fact that you're a bowler down, you come back, your, your main bowlers are are exhausted really um, and they didn't really have a whole heap left in the tank and, and I think that you know that probably goes back to the Jameson injury in terms of and probably not having a, a spinner who can bowl you know a lot of overs um, it just had too much yeah, too much toll on the likes of Bolt, Southey and, and Henry and uh, in the end you know Piesto just took them apart We are uh, we appeared to want to try the short pitch bowling approach um, our best man for doing that was on the field, but we didn't have access to him because of team selection. That, of course, is Neil Wagner. Um, uh, I buy that with him. I don't buy that with Henry. No, look, look I, for me, I, I do go back to that selection. And look, selection's always fickle. And Matt Henry is a fine bowler and deserves his place. But, but Matt Henry is a new ball bowler, um, and he does his best work with the new ball. And Jamison, therefore, had to be the, the fourth seamer. And he had to bowl with... Uh, were a really old ball, uh, therefore he wasn't quite as useful either, and therefore there was no one to do that Wagner type of role. So I, I have no issue with the, the Henry selection, but I think we just had four bowlers that, that all do their best work with a new ball. Um, you know, South and Boulder are exceptional everywhere, but um, it just left us pretty pretty benign, I guess, when the ball got soft and didn't do a huge amount. And uh, as I said, you either do that or you play a frontline spinner, and, and in the end we, we didn't do either. No, I was asking a lot of Michael Bracewell. In, in effect, he had a, a relatively decent sort of uh, a, a debut, two, two relatively good performances with the bat, uh, honest performance with the ball in the first innings, but under pressure from Bearstow and Stokes, which I imagine was a Brendan McCullum uh, ploy anyway. Just We can't let this debutante settle. I know a bit about him. We just can't let him settle, so they didn't. Yeah, and I mean, he's a debutante, but he's also a batsman who's... A bowl, you know, who bowls a bit. He's certainly not a frontline spinner, and and I think you could understand that that selection due to the fact that Ajaz Patel um, didn't bowl a huge amount. And to be fair, if they had four seamers, Michael Bracewell might not have bowled a huge amount either. So 
he did his role mm-hmm. in seven, and, and he, he certainly showed some good glimpses. But to think that he's going to you know spin us to a test match victory on day five is probably a bit harsh on him. Um, and you're right, they they just took to him. I'm Ben Stokes, those two reverse sweeps and, and his first few balls he faced. Um, you know, Bearstow coming down the wicket and, and basically slog sweeping him for fun. Um, just showed that, you know, he's still a developing spinner. I mean, he's only really bowled in first-class cricket for two years. So, um, yeah, we probably, we certainly missed another bowler who was good with an older ball, that's for sure. The upside uh, has been some of the aspects of the batting in particular, uh, I look at uh, Daryl Mitchell, uh, who has assumed a lot of responsibility of five. Tom Blundell carrying on his form as a specialist batsman through into that uh, all-round role as well. Um, but there hasn't been a series thus far for Tom Latham. And uh, what about where Conway should be batting for you? Yeah, I mean, Conway, there's no surprises for me that he moved up one slot and he looked more comfortable. Um, I think he's a... I mean, I think he's an opener, to be brutally honest, and um, I, you know, probably won't change my view on that. And when Williamson comes back in, I'd hate to see him drop back to four, because I think that you know that's just not his best spot. Um, and sometimes, you know, players like to get out there and in amongst it, and they like that that field. Um, they like the new ball because you can sort of get off to a bit of a flyer. Um, he obviously leaves the ball well when it moves. You know, as I said, no one gets a double hundred and and a Lord's Test opening the batting unless they can play uh, the swinging ball. So, I'd like to see him at the top. I mean, Latham, look, he he's been exceptional for a long time. He's had a couple of poor tests. Um, you know, same as Tim Southey. I think this test was probably his worst in you know a couple of years. And and you certainly still want to back those guys. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd like to see Conway at the top. And I think I mentioned it previously. Um, you know, Will Young, I think, is far more suited to. Uh, to four or five, even though he, he had a decent test match this time. Trent Bolt, uh, I think, has been uh, quite a revelation. I won't say that because I don't rate him as a test bowler. I, I certainly do. But um, with the, the amount of bowling that he had under his belt going into the series, I mean, he was a, pretty much a surprise selection to start on day one at Lords. Uh, but his series has been pretty worthwhile, hasn't it? Oh, he just kept running in. I mean, his, his spell in that first innings um, to get New Zealand a lead was... You know, was exceptional, and, and he actually got quicker and quicker as as the, uh, the that innings went on. And to be fair, he got New Zealand back in the, the test match with his with his eight over spell, um, sort of in the middle of the day today as well. So, look, he he bowled incredibly well. I mean, it just shows his fitness and the fact he's had to bowl back to back test matches, which off the back of nothing um, is challenging. And, and even Tim Southey has said he, he struggled with the back to back test matches because they just haven't played a huge amount of cricket. Um, but the fact that Trent Bolt could sustain his pace, um, could bowl with the old and the new ball, you know, just shows that he's he's getting better with age. And uh, just a, a quick comment on on Daryl Mitchell. Oh, I mean, he, to be fair, every time he's been asked to do a role, uh, whether it be in white ball, whether it be you know one day cricket, T um, Twenty, when he's asked to open the batting, you know, he batted it at seven at times for the Test match team at home. He's just. He just stood up and said, you have to pick me. And this Test Match Series at five, he's just looked he's looked assured. Um, his technique has stood up. He, he looks like he's got a game plan that um, that he understands. And I guess he's got that from you know years of first-class cricket to, to fight his way into the team. Uh, and he looks like a guy who you know, not only belongs, but he actually wants to dominate. And you can see the players around him are actually starting to enjoy his confidence as well. So another, another player in that... Um, middle order, uh, who hopefully has got a good future in that in that batting lineup for Black Caps. 
How do we view England now? Are they a, a genuine threat in world cricket all of a sudden? Um, is, is it on the back of the fact that we haven't played that well at times? I mean, I mean, it would be very easy to say, uh, Baz, job well done, you fixed it, uh, let's move on. But has he fixed it or are these just promising signs as such? Well, I think England are always good in England. Um, they haven't been the last year or two, but, you know, when you've got Broad and Anderson, and I know they're towards the end of their career, but they're still, you know, they're still high-quality bowlers. When you've got that and you've got seen bowlers that know those conditions, you expect England to be able to compete. But, but I think it's the way that they're playing is, is impressive. And as you said, that mindset of wanting to win the Test match from, you know, from the opposition scoring 550... Um, is, is a pretty damn impressive mindset shift. That the true test is obviously away, and I think England need to find himself a, a high quality spinner. Um, you know, Jack Leach, they they keep sticking to. They're obviously talking to Mo and Ali to get him back in the mix. But I think it's more, uh, yeah, it's more about the spin bowling aspect and how the England bowler is going to deal with spin away from home. That, that'll probably dictate uh, whether it's a shift 180 degrees or just a just a minor shift. Uh, in terms of uh, Baz himself, um, you, you know the guy as as much as uh, as anyone does. You forged a great uh, relationship with him. Uh, how do you think uh, he'll be feeling about this? Satisfied to this extent, or more determined? Do you think this will make him hungrier? Oh, I think to be fair, I reckon he'll, he'll honestly have some mixed emotions because he's still a he's still a New Zealander at heart, and he loves you know a lot of those guys he's played a lot of cricket with, so he'll know um, what. The New Zealand team has gone through, so there'll be a little bit of uh, yeah, he'll be feeling a little bit for the New Zealand guys, but I think he'll also uh, feel a little bit vindicated in terms of um, wanting to take the game on. And, and I think he's the one thing with, with Baz is he's willing to go. Well, hey, we gave it a go. Like if they they tried to win the game and it didn't work and they lost by a hundred, he'd, he'd still be okay with that because they actually tried to play the right way. So I think um, you know he's talked about that wanting to to make, you know, play entertaining cricket and wanting to bring the fans back to England and, and certainly uh, it's a damn good start, isn't it? It is a damn good start. Uh, I'm not quite sure it could have been any better knowing the way England feel about their cricket team and uh, the wave that they tend to ride with them. Uh, I just, uh, I know it's early days um, and uh, we've got to get over this loss first, but uh, we're theoretically we'll have Kane Williamson back after his bout of COVID. Uh, so he comes back into the side um, I'm not quite sure we can afford to play six specialist batsmen, um, and uh, yet I think he'll come in for Bracewell. So I don't, I don't quite know how I see the mix going going to uh, Headingley. Yeah, and I think you've got to play a spinner at Headingley. To be fair, I, I know you know it's overcast, it swings, but you know the last couple of times we've done well there. The, the spinner's actually played an important role. To be fair, Kane Williamson himself has played an important role with the ball um, and Test match wins there previously. So. You know, Michael Bracewell, I, I think to have that person who can change pace um, is important. You know, if they're not going to play Ajaz Patel, and I think they need someone who can do that. Uh, for me, it, it's probably more Henry Nichols or Will Young. And uh, as I said, if, if they move um, Conway back to the top of the order, and uh, it's probably who's going to bat four, because you certainly don't want to upset Mitchell and um, Blundell at five and six. So it's, yeah, to be fair, it's a decent problem to have. I mean, you're losing the series 2-0, but... You've actually got plenty of depth still um, in some of those key roles, albeit the fact that Williamson and Latham, who have been our, our bankers, probably haven't had, uh, you know, Williamson only played one game, but haven't scored the runs that we probably would have hoped for. Just finally, I've had a text in from uh, another Mike from Dunedin who has asked me to say this. Make sure you ask Hess 
about his round of golf at St Clair on Saturday. He shot 73, folks, 73 this man off a 10 handicap in some of the worst conditions I've ever played in. Brilliant to watch. Normally I'd say that's slightly burgling, slightly burgling, 73 off 10, but you must have played well, yes. Well, I did, did have 93 the previous week, Smitty, so it was a, a bit of a shift, really, to be fair. <laughs> I only played two rounds since I've been back, and I've, yeah, I've got 93 and 73, so... Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Certainly unexpected, but uh, yeah, managed to get a few in the hole, which was nice. <laughs> Outstanding, mate. And uh, also, uh, thank you very much. I appreciate your, your comments about the cricket this morning. Uh, I don't think uh, no we, we can take too much take, take too much away from Bearstow and Stokes in particular. Uh, that was miraculous yep. batting. It, it simply isn't on any yep. day of the week. Thank you, mate. Uh, appreciate it. Thank you. Cheers, mate. Thank you. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.